0: We thank you for a wonderful day like this. We thank you, Lord, for making it possible for us to be here. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive. You have preserved us. You have kept us. You have protected us. We give you glory. We give you honor. Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach us tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus and sit on top of your enemies. Say so You will live also, you will not die You will yeah. celebrate birthday after birthday yeah. after birthday yeah. In health Amen. In strength Amen. In peace Amen. In happiness Amen. Amen. Amen There are some of us, when your birthday is approaching Then you are depressed You know, you are, you are depressed That you are getting to be 37 Or 38 Or 35, 32 and you are expecting certain things and it's not coming and then you don't want your birthday to come. But it's a blessing that God has preserved us. It's a blessing that God has preserved us. And no matter what age you are there's nothing that is too difficult for God. There's nothing that is too difficult for God. See, there's nothing that is too difficult. And there are certain things that are arranged by God. They are arranged. And sometimes we are forcing it. And we want our ways. You see, I can imagine how Zachariah and Elizabeth you know, were at some stage in their lives very disappointed. I can imagine. Not knowing that God had plans for them. Do you understand? Not knowing that God had plans for them. Or even John's mother. You know, not knowing that God had plans for her. That in her old age, God had prepared her for a forerunner. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, there are times that um, God is doing certain things in our lives. And we may not understand And it's not intended for us to understand because he says his ways are not our ways. You know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. So what you are thinking, it can never be the way God is thinking. But you pray that your thoughts will fall into his thoughts so that you have peace. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Well, tonight, for a short time, we want to... Continue our message on the good work that God has begun in you. The good work that God has begun in you. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. The good work that God has begun in you. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God has begun a good work in you. Amen. God is doing a good work in you. Amen. And he will continue that good work. Until Jesus comes. Amen. Or until you meet Jesus. Amen. Whichever comes first. For each one of us. Amen. Amen. God is doing a good work in you. Amen. So whatever stage you are in. Whatever stage you find yourself. It is a good work in motion, It is a good work in process. God is not finished with you. Therefore, you can never come to a stage until you die or until Jesus comes, you can never come to a stage where you feel, I am okay. There's no more work that needs to be done on me. The Bible says God is doing a good work and he will continue that good work until Jesus comes. And we are sharing... About the areas that God is doing a good work in us. We are talking about the areas that God is doing good work in us. And we mentioned seven areas. We said God is doing a good work in our flesh, in our soul, God is doing a good work in our spirit, God is doing a good work in our finances, God is doing a good work in our character and personality. He's also doing a good work in our marriage and relationships. And he's also doing a good work in us becoming leaders. Amen. 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 In us becoming leaders. And we talk about the dimensions of the flesh. We talk about the, the, the various forms that the flesh can exist. Do you remember? We talk about the sinner's flesh, the uncontrolled Christian flesh, the controlled Christian flesh, and the glorified or the resurrected Christian flesh. Hallelujah. And then we talk about the human spirit. The human spirit. And in the human spirit, we say the human spirit can also exist in different forms. The human spirit can exist in different dimensions. And we talk about the unsaved human spirit. Unsaved human spirit is the spirit of the unbeliever, the spirit of the unsaved man. And we say that is a dangerous spirit. It's not a spirit that anyone should be in. The Bible describes such a spirit as desperately wicked, desperately wicked. That is a spirit that yearns to do wickedness, is desperate to do wickedness. It's like having the spirit of Satan. There's no good in such a person. Amen. Oh, you don't understand my message. So a nice looking person who is not born again does not make a good spirit, does not make a safe person to be with. Satan does not come to us looking very ugly. Do you understand? But when you allow him to come into your life, then you realize that he's Satan. He's desperately wicked. Seeking to do you harm. The Bible says that he does not go anywhere but to look, to, 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 to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is, all, that is all he does. Amen. He will not come. Only for that. Then we talk about the born again spirit. The born again spirit of a man. This is when you receive Jesus Christ into your life. When a man is born again. That means you have received salvation. You have welcomed Jesus Christ into your life. Your spirit has received a rebirth. And then we talk about the baby stage of the born-again Christian. The baby stage of the born-again Christian. And then we give two characteristics of the baby stage of the born-again Christians. Two things that can identify such stage. And we talk about what are the stages, number one? The baby cries a lot. So, a born-again Christian who cries a lot, complains a lot, is not happy about anything, that is a baby Christian. That is a baby spirit. A born-again Christian is interested in outdoors, you didn't visit me, you didn't come to my party, you didn't come, you didn't call me on my birthday. These are the things that the born-again Christian who is a baby is interested in. And number two, what is the second characteristic? They cannot what? Control themselves. They can not control themselves. A born-again Christian who is in a baby stage cannot control themselves. We shared so many things on these, so please listen to the messages. They are all on the podcast. Listen to them and be abreast with us because we have a lot to share. Then the next we talk about, the child stage of the born-again Christian, the child stage. We, we identify that the child stage or the born-again Christian is different from the baby stage. Do you remember? Yes. We said there are two different stages. There's a differentiation between the born-again, who is a child, and the born-again, who is a baby. And we give characteristics. We read a scripture in um, Ephesians chapter 4. And then we give characteristics. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. You remember? We read all these scriptures, please. We don't. We are not going back to all of them. I'm just recapping, but I encourage you to listen to the messages, and you'll be blessed. Amen. So, we two characteristics of the child stage. What are the two characteristics? Unstable. A child born again is unstable. There's instability in that person's life and unsteadiness. Every area of that person, there's instability. Every area. That is a person who jumps from church to church. That is a person who jumps from beloved to beloved. That is a person who is jumping from marriage to marriage. Never settle. Never settle. That is even a person, it affects even your career. A child stage is a child who cannot even make up his mind or her mind about career. I want to do this. Then the next Semester, I want to do that. The next semester, I want to do th- so. By the time you realize you have wanted to do so many things, and then you are finished and you don't have one thing that is a child. That is a child. So, a mature person, you make up your mind and you stay with the decision that you make, even through the difficult times. If you fail an exam, doesn't mean that change career. Because you failed an exam. Because there will be equally difficult subjects. There is nothing that is easy. Nothing is easy. Do you understand? That is not, that is not easy. Amen. Amen. So a, a child stage is the one who keeps changing. Keeps changing. But stick to it. Stick to it. Focus. Keep pushing. And you do it. That is a mature person. And what is the second characteristic of a child? They, they are not fruitful. They don't contribute anything in the house. A child, typically, does not contribute anything in the house. A child is not, is not mindful of what is needful in the house. A child does not care. A child does not worry about the mess that they will leave here and go home. And even if they, we will not have this place again, a child does not care. A child does not care. The child, oh, We are not having a service. They didn't open the door for us. Okay, let's go home. That is a child. You see, that is a child. But a mature person will worry. The mature person will worry. You drove all the way to the place and the place is closed. You will worry. Do you understand? That is a mature person. One time we came here for prayer meeting and there was some disturbance with our time, interference. The mature people were worried. The mature people were worried, but the children amongst us were chatting happily. You know, I, let's chat until the time is gone. We can be outside here and chat, and then when the time is up, we will just go home. But there were some mature people were, who were worried. When, is, when are we starting? Shall we, can we start something? Whilst this is happening, do you understand? I'm showing you something. Don't be angry. You see, if you were behaving like a child that day, just look straight forward. <laughs> No one will know that I'm talking about you. I'm telling no one will know. A child is not interested in contributing to anything. Recently, not recently, not a couple of days ago, we just went to a place to eat. And then um, at the end, (laughs) we told one of them, we said, as the... the waitress to bring the check and then she says excuse me ma'am can you bring the check please and then the woman brought a check and put it on the table as if nothing has happened <laughs> you see so a child does not contribute a child is not interested in the check but a mature person wants to look and say what is it how much you see the mature people even one mature person takes it, the other mature person is interested and wants also to look and read it to make sure that they have not overcharged us. <laughs> Do you understand? Because sometimes they can overcharge you. Yeah. Amen. Which they did. But they said, you, you know what? It's okay. Let's, let's have a good day. Amen. Amen. Do you understand? So that is a mature person. And then we talk about the mature stage. The mature stage. And what did we say about the mature stage? It's interested in strong meat. The adult stage of the spirit is interested in strong meat. It's interested in the word of God. That is a stage where you search for messages. You go after messages. That is a stage where you listen to messages and you write down. You take notes from listening to the messages. You are not a casual listener. That is a mature person. Amen. And then last characteristic of the mature person, what did we say? He becomes a teacher of the word. A mature person becomes a teacher of the word also. A mature person when you mature in Christ, when you mature, when your spirit is mature, you realize that you, you yearn also to teach. You yearn to be a leader. You yearn to be a pastor. You want to be a shepherd. There are some of you, I didn't even ask to be a shepherd. You just felt that at this stage, I should be a shepherd. I am a shepherd. So, some of you are ministry leaders. Do you understand? Some of you are able to lead us in prayers. Amen. Amen. And I believe every shepherd ought to be able to lead us in prayers. Every shepherd should be able to prepare and lead us in prayers. Hallelujah. That is what shows that you are maturing in spirit. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Tonight, we want to continue. But, you see, as we are sharing, as we are sharing You have to, you individually, everyone must identify. You have to assess yourself. Everyone needs to do self-assessment. As we are sharing these characteristics, as we are talking about these things, do a self-assessment so you know what stage you are, at what stage you are in your spiritual work with God. You have to know, you have to assess. As we are talking about baby stages, you should know that you cry a lot. Oh, yeah. Do you understand? And so you have to move forward. Move up. Stop crying. That is what it means. Can I have an amen? amen. So we want to talk about the contaminated or impure heart. Wow. The contaminated or impure heart. Or the contaminated or impure spirit. The contaminated spirit or the impure spirit. The contaminated heart or the impure heart. Hallelujah. So after you are born again, your heart is clean. The day you receive Jesus Christ, when you welcome Jesus Christ and you are born again, your heart or your spirit is clean. Your spirit is pure. Amen. The The heart is clean and it's pure. But the nature of the heart is such that things can enter into it. Things can enter into your heart and contaminate your heart. There's a potential for things to enter into your heart and contaminate your heart. Amen. Amen. So, when you are born again, you have a pure heart, but it has ability to be contaminated. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. The scripture says, Keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The issues of life, they come from the heart. Or the spirit. I believe by the beginning of the message, I explained to you that the spirit is the heart. When we talk about the heart, we are talking about the spirit. We are not talking about your heart like you fall in love and you have a broken heart. That is not what we are talking about. We are talking about the spirit. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep it with all diligence. Keep thy heart means protect your heart. Another version says, guard your heart, protect your heart and with diligence, protect your heart with diligence because it is out of the heart that proceeds all the issues of life. All the issues of life come from the heart or come from the spirit. Amen. Amen. So as a born again Christian, you need to protect your heart. You need to keep your heart. You need to keep it pure. When you are born again, I say your heart is pure, but you have a responsibility to maintain the purity of your heart. You have to maintain the purity of your heart. Now, the questions that we have to ask are, why should we keep our hearts? Why should we keep our hearts? And what must we protect our hearts from? Are we not interested in that? What should we protect our hearts from? What should we keep our hearts from? And what is it that is trying to enter into our hearts? What are the things that are trying to enter into our hearts? Amen. Amen. Don't you want to know? Yes. yes. We need to know why we should keep our hearts. Because if you don't know what to keep your heart, then you will not know what to protect your hearts from. If you don't know who is trying to invade you, you will not know who to protect yourselves from. Oh. Isn't that so? Yeah. 2 yeah. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 14, and, oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 14, or chapter 7, pardon me. Or oh, let's read chapter 6 first. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. 14. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? You see, I want you to pay attention to what we are reading. What we are reading is a born again Christian. Do you understand? A born again Christian and the lifestyle. Do you understand? How you should be a born again Christian. So it then he says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That means you are a believer. Do you understand? For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? You see? So you don't have any fellowship with unrighteousness, or you must not have fellowship with unrighteousness. They are asking you these questions, but it is telling you what you should and should not do. Okay? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord had Christ with Belial? There's no concord between Christ and the devil. Or what path hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Say, I am the temple of the living God. God. He said, for ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. The next verse, verse 7, I mean, chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Having therefore Having therefore these promises. Are you with me? What are the promises? The promises are the, the last two verses. That God will be a father to you. And you will be his children. He says, having therefore these promises. Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God there's filthiness of spirit Amen. amen the filthiness of spirit so the bible is saying we must cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and the filthiness of the spirit there are filthiness of the spirit amen It means you can have filthiness entering into your spirit. When you are born again and you have a pure spirit, you can have filthiness entering. You see, if you are born again and that's it, and there's no filthiness that can enter, then you will not say having these promises as children of God, as you have become children of God. He says, if we believe in his name and we call upon him, now we have become children of God. He has given us the power to become children of God. He says, having these promises that as you have received Christ, you have become a child of God. He says, now you must cleanse yourselves. Cleanse yourselves. He says, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We must perfect holiness. Amen. So it means that we can have filthiness entering into our spirit. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says, keep your heart or protect your heart with all diligence. Because there are filthiness trying to enter. And you have to protect your heart from this filthiness entering. Amen. 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 Now why do we have to protect? Why do we have to Keep our hearts. You see, it's the same thing as the reason why countries have to protect their borders. Ah. <laughs> ah. Amen. <Yeah. laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, why do countries have to protect their borders? They have reason to protect their borders. They have to protect their borders and guard their borders. Wow. Do you understand? For instance, the president of the United States, the Portuguese, <laughs> wants to spend a lot of money to protect the borders of the country, to guard the borders, to protect the borders of the country. And why is that? Uh, he has a reason. He has a reason. Do you understand? He has a reason. So whenever there is a potential, whenever there is a potential for intruders, infiltration, whenever there is a potential for certain unwanted entities or certain unwanted people or certain unwanted things, whenever there is a possibility or a potential for them to invade or infiltrate or come in, Then there's a need for you to protect your borders. Do you understand? Then there's a need to guard your borders. Then there's a need even to define your borders. To know where your borders are. Because if you don't know, then things can enter. Things can enter what you did not know it is part of you. I hope you're understanding my message. Don't be confused with my Potus example. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So if the Bible is admonishing us to guard our hearts, it means certain unwanted things or certain unwanted entities have a potential to enter into our hearts. And the Bible describes it as filthiness. Filthiness. Amen. Hallelujah everybody's heart, everyone's heart is in danger of invasion. When you are born again, your heart is in danger of invasion. Your heart is in danger of certain entities, certain fields entering into it. Everyone. Amen. Amen. It means, therefore, that our hearts also have borders. It means that we have borders. Because if we didn't have borders, then we would not be admonished to protect or guard against certain things invading us. So the heart has borders or the spirit has borders. And you need to know the border. You need to know, you need to define your border. If you can't define your border, then you cannot tell when things can even enter. Do you understand? Because if this is your border, if this is your border, and you don't know, and you think this is your border, then things can enter here which can affect you. And you don't know, or you don't understand. understand. This is your border. Your border is here. But all along, you think this is your border. So things from here, when they enter here, you may not be concerned, but it can affect you. It can affect you because it is within your territory. It is within the space where you need to protect. So we need to define what our borders are as far as the spirit is concerned. Hallelujah. We need to know what our borders are. Shouldn't we know? We should know what borders our spirit. What is around our spirit that can invade us. Do you understand the the message I'm sharing? Yes. So, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. We're almost done. I said we're having a short service. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It says, For the word of God, are you with me? I want your attention because you need to understand what we are sharing. He said, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God It's it's like a two-edged sword piercing even the dividing ascender of the soul and the spirit. It pierces, it defines the borders between the soul and the spirit. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says, let's look at the New Living Translation. You don't have it. You lost it. They have it, yes. they do. Powerful, it says. For the word of God is alive and powerful, it is sharper than the sharpest two edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Hey, innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God is able to do that. You understand. You you understand what we are sharing about. Do you have the amplified version? Please. Be kind. Be kind. Can you all see? It says for the word of God, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, which is what? The soul. And the immortal spirit, the dividing line, and of the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting sifting do you know how how to sift? That when the enemy says I will sift you like wheat. Is sift is how they you you have not seen they will sift it. (laughs) Let's continue. For those of you who speak Spanish. (laughs) Exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Amen. So the Bible says the word of God operates at the dividing line or the border of the soul and the spirit. So the Bible Since if the Bible is saying we should keep our hearts or protect our hearts, then it means we should protect the borders of our hearts that borders with the soul. Our heart borders with the soul. There are things of the soul that are trying to invade the heart. This is where we have to keep our hearts with all diligence. This is where we have to protect our hearts. With all diligence. It means your soul, which is made up of your will, your emotions, and your mind, can contaminate your spirit. Amen. Your soul is made up of what? Your will, your emotions, and what? And your mind. These are the things that make up your soul. So these are the things that are bordered around your spirit. And they have ability to contaminate your spirit. Those of you in the back, are you with me? Yes. You understand the word of God. Yes. And every believer must know this. Every believer must know this. That your spirit is bordered with your emotions, your mind, and your will and the bible is admonishing you to guard or protect your spirit from these things amen you see many countries get unsettled many countries get some form of unrest when another country their neighboring country start building troops at their border do you understand when they start building troops at their border they get worried Recently, I think there was something with Korea when they realized that the North Koreans were building up, building up at the border. And they were worried. They were worried. So whenever your troops are building, recently there was also a thing about China and Taiwan also building up. China is building up, mounting up all these kind of ammunitions at their borders and the Taiwanese government was disturbed. So whenever the country sees that the neighboring country is building troops at their borders, they, they have not entered yet, but they are worried. Do you understand? You are worried, even if they are refugees. Even if they are refugees and they are building up at your border, you realize that you get agitated you get worried and then you start you they, they also begin to now protect themselves they protect their borders they start building arms around their borders it is when you do not know it is when you do not know of potential invasion that you relax it is when you are not conscious of the potential invaders that is when you relax So you as a Christian also, when you are not conscious of the potential invaders of the will, of the emotion, and of the mind, you also relax and things will seep into your spirit and contaminate your spirit and make you impure. Amen. Amen. Many of us have many things in our minds. Many things in our minds. But they have not entered into our spirits yet. (laughs) Do you understand? Many things. Many things in our minds. Which have not entered into our spirit. And so we have not done them. We have not done them. The reason why we have not done them is because they have not entered into our spirits. But if we do not protect our bodies. If we do not protect our bodies. And we allow these things to accumulate and accumulate. It's like the troops at the border of another country. If you do not begin to now protect and you allow the troops here to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, there will be a point in time where they will infiltrate and they will attack you. They will attack you. Amen. So if we do not protect our hearts and, our, and allow certain thoughts, certain emotions, certain will to accumulate, these are the borders. If we allow them to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, you realize that they enter. Job said, the thing that I feared most. You see, those are the things that will happen. Those are the things that you will do. Amen. Amen. So, that is why I'm teaching you these things. That is why I'm teaching you these things. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7 and verse 18. Okay. So, you realize that when the troops are at the border, when the troops from the outside country uh, at the border. They have not harmed them. They can't harm them. Do you understand? They are not harmful, but they become harmful when they enter. When they now come into your territory, then they can do damage. Because as long as they are here, they, you are protected. But once they enter, then they can affect you. Oh, do you understand? Yeah. So Matthew chapter 7 and verse 18, And he said unto them. This is Jesus. Are ye so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without. That means from outside. Whatsoever thing from without. Entering into the man. It cannot defile him. Do you understand? So he says whatsoever thing from without, entering into the man cannot defile him. So what Jesus is saying is that the things that enter into us from the outside, and I'm going to explain it to you, cannot defile us from the outside that enter into us, cannot defile us. Now the reason is that the things that are from the outside which enter into us are the things that Come into our soul. Do you understand? Okay. Are you with me? Yes. So the things that come from the outside that we perceive, that we receive, are the things that our five senses receive. Okay? Are the things that our five senses receive. And Jesus is saying, these things, they do not defile a person. They are just at the border. These things can only affect the soul. They are just at the border. They are the things that affect our minds. They are the things that affect our will. They are the things that affect our emotions. And these things do not defile a person. Hallelujah. So the things that are re, re, uh, our our senses bring to us, the things that our soul receives, the things that are receptive to Our soul are the things that we see, the things that we touch, the things that we feel. Do you understand? The things that we hear, the things that we smell, and the things that we taste. (laughs) So Jesus is saying, these things, they enter into our soul and they do not defile us. They do not contaminate us because they are only at the border. They are only at the border. Do you have an amplified version for this one? Let's read that. It says, And he saith unto them, he said to them, Then are you also unintelligent and dull without understanding, but from tonight, you will not be unintelligent Amen. and dull without understanding. Amen. Because I'm teaching you for you to understand these things. Amen. He says, Do you not discern and see that whatever goes into a man from the outside, the senses, cannot make him unhallowed or unclean? Do you not discern that? So it means that things that are our senses receive, they cannot contaminate us. They do not affect the spirit. Amen. But if you don't keep the dividing line, if you don't protect the dividing line, then these things, when they have been accumulated, then they can enter into your heart and they can defile you. Do you understand? So verse, if we continue reading, it says, since it does not reach and enter his heart. Do you see? I'm, I'm hoping you understand the way that I'm sharing with you. Go back to 18, because you need to understand. He says, and he said to them, then are you also unintelligent and dull and without understanding? Do you not discern and see that whatever goes into a man from the outside cannot make him hallowed or unclean. And I'm telling you that the things that come from the outside are the things that we see, the things that we hear, the things that we feel, the things that we taste, the things that we touch, the things that our five senses bring to us. He says, do you not discern and see that whatever goes into a man from the outside cannot make him unhallowed or unclean? since it does not reach and enter his heart, but only his digestive tract. <laughs> Do you understand? So they cannot harm you because they are the border. They are in your emotions, they are in your soul, your, 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 your mind, and they are in your will. Do you understand? They have not contaminated you yet because these things are not the things that you do. The things that you do are the things that are in your spirit. When the things enter into your heart, that is, those are the things you do. So he says, and so they pass, they pass on into the places designed to receive waste. Thus he was making and declaring all food ceremonially clean that is abolishing the ceremonial distinction of the Levitical law. The next verse, verse 20, he says, and he said, what comes out of a man is what makes a man unclean and renders him unhallowed. That is the thing that you do. The actions, the things that you do. Do you understand? He says, these are the things that makes him unhallowed. Then the next verse, he says, for from within, say from within From within. within. He said, from within, that is, out of the hearts of men. Out of the hearts of men. Come base and wicked thoughts. You see, how did that happen? They were at the border and you were not guarding. And they have entered. Do you understand? Sheila, do you understand the word of God? He says, but from within, that is out of the hearts of men, come base and wicked thoughts sexual, immorality, stealing, murder, adultery, coveting, that is a greedy desire to have more wealth. You see, it can cross your mind, but you, it has not become a thing in your heart. Yet, do you understand? Dangerous and destructive wickedness, deceit, unrestrained or indecent conduct, an evil eye or envy, slander, evil speaking, malicious misrepresentation, abusiveness, pride, the sin of an uplifted heart against God and man. You see, those things, that, that it doesn't just... Come around, and then now you are against God and man. It doesn't happen like that. That you just see something and you are against God and man. That's Foolishness. That is lack of sense, folly, recklessness, thoughtlessness. Hallelujah. He says, all these all these evil purposes and desires come from within. And make and they make the man unclean and render him unhallowed. Wow. Wow. They come from within. This when they come from, it's not the ones that are coming from outside. Do you understand? It's not a beautiful woman passes and then it crosses your mind like you feel like holding her or touching it. That is not what contact. <laughs> it goes to the senses. Do you understand? So the reason why the things that enter into the heart are the ones that defile us is because these are the things that we do. Do you understand? These are the things that we do. When you don't drive these things out, when they are at the border in the soul, when it's in the mind, when it's in the will, when it's in your emotions and you don't drive them out, you don't fight them, they accumulate and eventually they enter into your spirit. Wow. They enter into your heart. Wow. And that is what you do. Those are the things that you do. Do you understand? Yes. It's not the things that enter into. If the things that enter into our minds are the things that defile us, then we have all been defiled. <laughs> we have all been defiled. Do you understand? Yes. We have all been defi- because things have entered into our minds. That's why we know things. (laughs) Robert, do you understand? Things have entered into our minds. Amen. Amen. How many of you really have certain thoughts that you wouldn't want people to know what is in your mind? Hey. Hey. (laughs) There are certain thoughts if we have to put on screen. And read your minds right now. <laughs> it will not be easy. <laughs> or certain will. There are certain will. <laughs> certain, be- certain emotions that have come upon you. If they were to be carried out. You will go to jail. You will actually go to jail. Some of the thoughts that are on you, your mind, right now, if we're to expose some things in your mind, because even the mind about your landlord alone, if we you go to jail because you wish he was dead. That's a murder. You are a murder. That's, you have committed murder already. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. You will go to jail if your thoughts will be exposed. So the thoughts, the things that, that our senses bring us, they don't defile us. Isn't that a relief? Yes. So you can see certain things, but don't let the thoughts continue on. Yes. And don't let the thoughts, wow. and then don't let it continue on. That every time you are, it's on, because eventually then it will enter into your spirit. Do you understand? The people who rise up and go and commit mass murder, it's not just something that just crosses their minds and they go. Do you understand? Yeah. So what comes into your minds do not defile you. Hallelujah. Now your protection or the weapon at this border, the thing that you need, the weapon that you need for, you see, the, the Portus is trying to build a wall to protect his territory. Do you understand? You also need, you, uh, you need arms. You need, you need ammunitions to protect your borders, to protect your wall. And the, the ammunition or the weapon that you need to protect your border, to prevent the evil things of the soul, the evil things of your mind, The evil things of your emotions and the evil things of your will. The thing that you need to protect or the weapon that you need to protect yourself or to protect your spirit for these things from entering is the word of God. It's the word of God. Hallelujah. It is the word of God. That is why the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, It says, for the Word of God is a quick and a powerful weapon that you need at your border. He says, for the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and is able to pierce even to the dividing ascender. The Word of God is able constantly to separate your emotions, your will, your mind from the spirit. Constantly, it is that power, it is that powerful weapon that is able to protect the spirit from contamination from the soul. He says it is able. He says the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. It divides. The things of the soul from entering, or protects the things of the soul from entering into the spirit hallelujah! So that is why the word of God teaches us even the things that we should think about, the thoughts that we should have, so that these things do not accumulate in our these evil thoughts of all the things that we read about wickedness, evil, pride they don't accumulate. So the word of God is teaching us. It says a sharper sword, it's a very sharp sword that pierces even to the dividing ascender of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts. So when things come to you, it is the word of God that discerns these thoughts and the intents of your heart to compare what the intents of the heart as of the thoughts. Do you understand? How the thoughts had fed into the spirit. The word of God is able to do that. That is why every Christian, anything that you do, you subject it to the word of God. Any thoughts that come to you, you subject it to the word of God. If you don't do that, then these things, they will enter into your spirit and it will defile you. So when thoughts of divorce come to you, you know, I mean, because things will happen. And your senses will bring you things. Do you understand? Your senses will bring you that this person has this, this person is that. And so now I want a divorce. Do you understand? So that when these things come to you, you should subject it to the word of God. You have to subject it and allow the word of God so that these thoughts that are coming to you does not enter into your spirit. Because if you allow these thoughts to go on, Divorce. 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 You will. It will enter into your spirit and you will divorce. But when you subject it to the word of God and the word of God says I hate putting off. I hate putting away. I hate divorce. And the word of God says that when he has put a man and a woman together, when he has put them together, they should never again be separated. Then you say, oh, this thought should go away. And you let that thought go. Otherwise, it will accumulate and then it will enter into your spirit and you will act. Amen. Amen. So the Bible teaches us the thing that we should think about. We can read in the same script. Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. It says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, And longed for my joy and my crown. Let's read from let's go. Let's no, this is let's go to verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. Verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. Are you with me? Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Say lovely. Lovely. Say it's lovely. Lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Say good report. report. Say good report. report. You see, when someone is telling you bad things about someone, it's not a good report. Do you understand? It's not a good report. When someone is telling you a lot of things about somebody, it's not a good report. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God this evening? Or you don't understand? It says, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, do what? Think of these things. Think of these things. Meditate on these things. Let these things be the things that accumulate at the border. Let these things be the things that are having potential to invade the spirit. He says, if these things are there, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, then think of these things. Think of these things. Hallelujah. That is why as a Christian, you have to be mindful of the things that you hear. It's not every song, every music that you, you should be listening to. You should not be listening to every music. You cannot say that, oh, it's just a song. You can't just say, oh, it's just a song. I like the beat. beat. You cannot just say that. Because it has a potential to enter into your spirit. It's your senses. It's receiving. Do you understand? That is why you should be careful about the things that you see things that you see you see there are certain things you shouldn't be looking and looking if a woman comes to you always exposing her breast. don't be interested in always wanting to see always come again oh when are you coming to church and the reason is that this person whenever she comes around you know (laughs) it's not it's not benign it's not benign as a christian it is not benign it's not it, you can't just say that oh I'm just uh, I'm just looking. It's not just looking. Amen. That is why when you are beloved you see it's not you can't just say it's just touching. We are just touching because it is accumulating at the border. The troops are accumulating. The troops are accumulating. And eventually, if you don't protect it, if you don't protect it, they enter into your spirit. And that, Jesus says, it defiles a man. It defiles a man. That is what defiles a man. Amen. Therefore, allow the word of God. It says, piercing even ascender. Always, that is why you should always subject yourself to the word of God. Because it is constantly piercing ascender dividing the soul and the spirit, dividing the thoughts from entering into the spirit to defile a man. Hallelujah. This is all what time would allow us to share. We will pause here and I will continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet, please. And let's bring the service to a close. Oh Jesus Oh Jesus Oh Jesus Lord we are grateful Lord we are thankful Oh Jesus the flesh is weak Oh Lord Lord help us help us Oh God help us direct us that we will not be defiled that we will not be defiled by our thoughts The things that enter into our mind the things that our eyes behold the things that we touch the things that we feel oh jesus help us help us help us Mm -hmm. and thankful for your word lord indeed your word is quick and powerful your word is sharper than any two-edged sword Oh, Jesus, let the word pierce our sender. Let the word separate our thoughts from our spirit. Let the word separate our emotions from our spirit. Let the word separate our will from our spirit. Lord, let our spirit not be contaminated by our wicked thoughts, by our evil thoughts, by our evil emotions. And by our evil minds, Lord, we pray that our hearts will be remain pure. Help us, oh God, to keep our hearts holy, to keep our hearts pure, to protect our hearts, to guard our hearts from the filth that comes from our mind, to protect our hearts from the filth that comes from our emotions, and the filth that comes from our will. We are grateful tonight we are thankful for the revelation for your word in the name of jesus amen now with all eyes closed and with all, every head bow you are here tonight you are not born again and you want to receive jesus as your savior you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus christ as my lord and as my savior if that is your prayer lift up your hand and i'll pray with you there anyone here like that you want to receive jesus as your savior lift up your hand and i'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here like that father we are grateful and we are thankful we thank you lord for your goodness we thank you for the gift of salvation we thank you lord for calling us to be a part of this marvelous kingdom we glorify your name in jesus name amen clap your hands together for jesus We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Do of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Krumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.